0: Welcome to the first cut podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman and this is your Shriners round three recap preview for rounds four and we're going lightning style again this evening and joining me to break it all down. It's Mark Immelman. Mark, there's moving days on Saturday or oh, there's moving days on the PGA Tour and then there are moving days at the Shriners and you better have some birdies in your back pocket.
1: Yeah, it's the same thing as what you would see at a Waste Management Phoenix Open or any of these desert type courses, you know, La Quinta, you know, for the American Express, you've got perfect weather, you've got perfect golf courses, like playing golf in a dome. And you know, when you get to the golf course, it's like, okay, I'm going to be at least like five or six under to make some sort of mark on the leaderboard. And it was just more of the same today. We've got two
0: guys at the top of the leaderboard. They played together on Saturday. They are going to go out again together on Sunday because they are too clear of the rest of the pack. We'll start with Martin Laird, who shoots a 65 on Saturday. He has not won an event on the PGA Tour since 2013, the Valero Texas Open, but he is no stranger, Mark, to hoisting the trophy here in Vegas. He won this event in 2009.
1: He did. And, and and he's the kind of guy who's got the kind of game, really, that would fit this place. He hits the ball longish. He hits the ball quite high. And if there's no wind, he's going to make all sorts of hay. And he's, to me, a bit of a conundrum because the guy is Scottish. Came over here you to know, golf in Colorado State. So you learn when you get to Colorado, you better hit the thing high to take advantage of the, uh, of the altitude over there. But, you, you know, he's a real flush golf ball hitter. And he's the kind of guy, Rick, when he gets into contention, He's got a penchant for finishing, so uh, so he's been impressive so far.
0: He's been very impressive so far. So he'll play as he did on Saturday on Sunday with the co-leader Patrick Cantlay, who odds makers have said he's the favorite. He is plus 150, one 51 and a half to one to win this golf tournament. He leads the field in birdies. It's just more of the same. Cantlay
1: gets to Las Vegas, and he's going to finish first or second. Right, Mark? All of us thought <laughs> folks expect Cantlay and one and done, didn't we? Um, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like the sun rising. Patrick Cantley playing well in Vegas is a thing. The golf course fits his ball shape. Um, he's driving the thing great. There's room to drive it. And and add to the ball striking, which is very precise always, he's putting beautifully. So um, yeah. it, it's it's been a very complete performance, all of that, that I've seen so far. And it cuts a pretty dangerous-looking figure for all those who are chasing him down because they know his record around you so good and he's playing well.
0: Yeah, that's the thing, and and I wonder. This is kind of off topic here, but I mean, Kevin Na in, in you know in the top ten again is. Do you think that there are some places where course history is kind of more important? Right, we just see, tend to see a lot of the same names here. Pat
1: Martin Laird has won here. Can't lay all the time. Kevin Na here again. You'll see it at most PGA Tour stops if you go if you look. Yeah. So- the folks, you'll see they play well there because the golf course fits their eye, and they go and, and they sort of you know Vegas is the kind of place where if you're in the right mindset for it, you get there and you just feel good. You know, it's the the, the entertainment sort of town and everything about it is great, and, and and certain golf courses just fit certain players. And you get on the tee and they no awkward looking shots, and you know if I drive the ball as far off the uh, tee, then I'm going to have a full club into the green. give a pga tour the ability to swing free and swing full they're likely to deliver and and of course if you've had success at a place it, it does it leaves that good taste in your mouth so when you get there you're like i know this i know this place i know i can play well here and and there's not many guarantees in golf but if you have played well at a place you're like okay it's guaranteed that i have played this course well and that's a pretty big deal for these guys
0: yeah, it is. It is impressive. The The most impressive round of the day, the most impressive round of the week thus far was Matthew Wolf, 61 on Saturday. And, and this is a crazy scorecard, Mark, because he goes out in, you know, only two under. He makes the turn only two under par, and then he makes three, uh, excuse me, three Eagles on his second nine to finish with a 28 for the back and a 61.
1: This was this was special stuff. Well, three eagles in five holes, no. <laughs> okay, I mean, <laughs> you played five holes in six under. That's bananas. And, and and on the back nine, that's the one cool thing about this golf course because the front side is a little harder. It's a bit more demanding you early in the round, and there stretches of holes like two and three, and then uh, four and five and six that are kind of daunting. Eight's a difficult par three. So the the first side you try and get by two, three under par, and you're in good shape. But from then, this place just opens up. Every par five is reachable. You've got the drivable 15th. Uh, and so anything is likely to happen. And if you're going well, you can really make hay. And we saw Matthew Wolf do that. But to me, the most important thing about this. Was one of us uh, called this performance in the previous podcast, mate? <laughs> <Good job. laughs> yeah, he was. Uh,
0: he was a guy that we mentioned. He was forty-five to one uh, last night. He's now five and a half to one. He was just to me. I saw him. He just he just was leaving everything in the throat. Uh, the the game looked close, and it all came together. I mean, he gets sparked by holing out from the fairway on eleven, and then you mentioned that he's got the two par fives. Uh, sixteen. He actually hits. I don't know what he hit an eight iron into sixteen. That is. Right over the flag, his his fifteen foot putt looked like it was good from a foot out. I don't know how it stayed out. This, you know, I I hate to always say
1: this, but like, it almost could have been better. It was crazy. <laughs> it Always is with these guys because even if you shoot a historic round like that, you're like, man, what if or what that and and is the kind of thing with these guys. And I'm sure he would rue the front nine. But the truth is. He forced himself into contention. He's got a shot at a title tomorrow, and, uh, and and he's chasing, so he can play more of this freewheeling kind of stuff. I I like that, and we're
0: we're going to talk more about who's going to win this, but I was actually um, – intri- when he finished like eight hours ago, I thought the lead was going to be maybe even further ahead of him than he is. He's still only two back. He's got a good chance on Sunday. And uh, this wouldn't be a golf podcast, Mark. We wouldn't be covering the PGA Tour if we didn't talk about Bryson DeChambeau, who – Didn't have his best stuff. Did not have his best stuff on Saturday. He shoots an even 71. Uh, He he made two bogeys, or two doubles, excuse me, in his first six holes. It was a mess out of the gate. But the the thing, the angle I want to take here, Mark, is this. I think Bryson is very much a a momentum-type player. Like, when things are going good, they're going really good, and he's unstoppable. When he kind of gets into some of these stretches where he doubles – Number two, he makes bogey on four and five and double. Like It's just sometimes it can go really bad, too, if, if it's not sharp.
1: Well, it's like that for everybody, really, Rick. But you're right. Uh, t- today, I would call Bryson's thing, you know, Mama said there'd be days like these <laughs> happen when you don't want them to. And and, and the, sh- the start was just downright horrid. I mean, when I switched on scoring to have a look before the broadcast, I thought I would missed something because I was scrolling down and I didn't see his name. <laughs> And then I look back down and I see that start. But credit to the man, he plays his last 11 holes, I think, with six birdies. So he's birdied half of the final few holes that he played. Now, he's going to have to do something miraculous tomorrow to win. But the truth of it is that everyone has days like this, and, and it just sort of happens. The thing I think that Bryson is still learning is he's still really learning Bryson. And, and all of us are sort of labeling labeling him too quick, like he's this this guy who's changing the game and he's this guy that when he gets to driving it well, he's just unstoppable. Everybody's stoppable. I mean, you, it, I saw a guy with a driver in hand on the first few holes just fighting a wide right, and all of a sudden that was quickly left. And for Bryson, you know, who sort of dialed his swing pretty well, that's a tough place to be mentally. And, and, and this is, I think, where the rubber still needs to meet the road some because to your point, when he's able to just hit it hard – and they're going where he's wanting. I mean, it's a recipe for success. But you've got to be able to gear down, sort of finesse your way around the golf course at times, and maybe not play with your fastball. That's what the greats in baseball do, yeah. greats in all sports do. So I think that's where Bryson still has got a little development to go. But but look. I mean, the guy's 13 under par. You know, he hasn't played golf since the U.S. Open. There's been a bunch of celebrating in there. (laughs) It wasn't a misstep today, but he showed some class to bring it back. So I think there's still good stuff on the horizon there.
0: If you think he's got something miraculous on Sunday, he is 66 to one to win the Shriners. Let's move a little bit further up the board. Mark Patrick Cantley, as mentioned, he is your favorite odds makers. Think he's the guy who's going to win the golf tournament. Martin Laird four and a half to one. And that pesky Matthew Wolf five and a half to one. So let me ask you this, Mark, uh, I guess it's two parts. Who's going to win. And then also uh, we've seen low scores all week. How far back? is too far back?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. We were sort of talking before we we went online with this, And you know, in all the years, I used to cover this event for radio. It always seemed that I didn't have the final group and I Mm. had the winning call. Mm. And so it's like the chasers always went out and did something special posted, and then survived or at least got into a playoff. And and, and so the, the chase pack was able to sort of chase guys down over the last few years. I know Cantley did the first time he won. I know Kevin Nye did. Bryson DeChambeau, when I called his win, was also not in the final group. So, so this golf course tends to spit out things like that for a few reasons. Number one, being in the afternoon, the wind does typically kick up. Now, the golf course is not hard, but just this is the kind of place where when guys are making four, five, six, seven birdies, just one bogey could get the quick two-stroke swing very yeah. fast. And if you don't bogey a birdie 16, for argument's sakes, then you're in a world of hurt kind of deal, and you have to force the issue on a hole like 17. So so, so I'm saying the chase pack still is in with a shot. Um, I'm saying that I think 25 might be the number. 20 is currently the lead. So, so so, guys in sort of that 18, 17 range, if they do something really special, like what's that, eight under par or so, yeah, they can do something – do something and and I've sort of got my my, my eye on Adam Hadwin maybe Kevin the where he puts Zalatoris. um you know he put together a beautiful day today in fact straight 64 so so it's still on and 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 the one thing I would highlight and let me say I think Cantley will win but Matthew Wolf has been in the final group a few times or been in contention right and hasn't finished it off because he's still kind of learning the thing right i think going out there early and just sort of swinging for the fences a bit that may play into his favor. So to be honest with you, I don't know who it is. It's going be crazy, but you better be making birdies.
0: Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Matthew Wolf, who has put himself in position a handful of times recently, uh, now gets to chase coming off of that 61 today. I like that. I, I would like to see Matthew Wolf win. I think it is probably Patrick Cantlay's week. He was bogey free again on Saturday. And you mentioned it, Mark. I mean, bo- bogeys hurt you a lot on tour. They really hurt you here. It's it's usually a two-shot swing. And if you can just avoid it, like Cantlay's done for his last 27 holes or so, uh, I think it's his. I think it's him raising the trophy on Sunday afternoon at the
1: Shriners. Well, to that, uh, you, you look at the performance and it's not like he's had his most glowing stuff. I, I think if there's a standout, it's the putter right now. Yeah. But the driving has been decent. The iron play has been solid. The distance control is there. He looks like he's flatting the golf ball, but he's also had one or two shots where you could see sort of on the edge and not completely convinced. And he's still cobbled together, 20 under par. So <laughs> it's not likely that you'll find your best stuff in the final round because of the nerves. But we're seeing a guy here who doesn't, he's not really at f- uh, with all six cylinders firing and he's still putting together bogey-free rounds. So that tells me he's managing himself and the golf course very well, and and that is always a tremendous uh, combination. Well, we're going to find out. We're going to see who wins the
0: Shriners and all of us will be back to break it all down Sunday evening. But for now, that's Mark Immelman, who you can find on Twitter at Mark underscore Immelman, Captain Immelman. Maybe I should be referring to you as (laughs) you can find me at Rick Run. Good. This has been the first cut and we'll catch you next time.